The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're also brought to you by the SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and our live NFL Draft Watch Party. So make sure to smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Hi, you're Jen Reno's and welcome to the MMA gambling podcast and the sports gambling podcast network episode three I've dedicated it uh, this episode to uh, the Phoenix Suns a bunch of times, but they're going to get another dedication because they took care of the hobbled Clippers and they're on to the next round. So congratulations, Phoenix Suns. I'm sure you're all listening now on your, on your days off. So uh, I am one of, this is not a Phoenix Suns podcast, even though it could be. Um, I'm one of your hosts of the MMA gambling podcast, Jeff chalks, Fox, the chalky half of the duo, I guess that's where the nickname came from, but I don't really know if that's the case anymore. Uh, since 2023 came around, uh, things are a little bizarro and I'm picking dogs and my host isn't in on the dogs I'm in on. It's, you know, weird things, uh, weird things are, are going down. Uh, we've got a fight card, which is ch- being changed by the minute. We just had a, right before we started hit record, we had a fight fallout and a, a fighter step in and yeah, craziness is going on. Um, helping me understand it all and helping you under, understand it all is the expert on all things craziness it's daniel gummy Breland. hello yeah it couldn't be a phoenix suns podcast by the way with me on it i i don't think i would be you know uh, enough i i don't think enough um, then you could be me and i can be you in that scenario yeah where i just cue you up with questions yeah, keep me the up and i'm suns. a genius yeah, yeah. perfect yeah. I, I would DeAndre, like that i will say where i will say deandre ayton yes deandre ayton <laughs> I would be, it'd be nice for me finally not being the setup guy and actually being smart about something. Yeah. You just do that throughout the day, right? Like that, yes. isn't that when, yeah, I mean, you're an editor that's just setting up guys to look smart and you yep, know, it's true. Yeah, yeah. It's a good role for you. Enough about me. What about this, this wacky card? First we, we lost our headliner a couple weeks ago and we have a new headliner in there that us nerds are excited about, but then we lost a bunch of fights. Not a bunch not a, of fights. Not a we bunch lost, of fights. I mean, like we, we, lost... we lost Emily Ducott, Pollyanna Viano got bumped ahead. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing is a lot weeks. of these we didn't lose. They either got moved or yeah. uh, you know, like we got replacement fighters. So that one yeah. got moved. We also got um, uh, Pete Rodriguez uh, versus Natan Levy. That one got moved. We're gonna yep. get that fight again a little bit later. Um, Josh Quinlan was supposed to fight Angelusa. He's not fighting Angelusa anymore anymore uh but josh quinlan's still fighting yeah uh, and then we lost uh just before we started recording here yeah we lost brian kelleher to uh mysterious circumstances that we're hopefully about to find out i i saw he had tweeted um that he in, in due time he would tell everybody but the ufc was not comfortable with him fighting I'm really worried oh. that it's like I, i'm kind of worried that it's I'll like you. I, i'm worried it's a brain thing you know yeah. what I mean? Like when he brain he, or heart or something like that. Yeah. Had a, had a brain scan thing. Come back. That's Ugh. not good. Yes. He, he has fought a lot and been hit a lot. So. Yeah. He's, he's one of those dudes who slugs it out. So, um, yeah. 
yeah, like I'm hoping for the best for him, but like that yeah. was a real ominous, uh, ominous post. So hopefully yeah, it's, sure. it's nothing that bad. It's just like, uh, you know, maybe like an ACL or something like that. Those are much, much easier to replace than your brain. Yes, no uh, doubt. But no yeah, doubt. Oh, but, let but me that tell you, but that brain fight, replacement, not easy, not, not easy. <laughs> uh, but that, that fight wound up getting saved just like the Josh Quinlan one. So we, we still got plenty of fights here. We still got 11. We got 11 fights and all of the research I've done is, it isn't for not because the fights that got pushed down the road, I, I will save in my spreadsheet. Now I'll be all on my head of the game. Now, Dan, I have fights already. I uh, have info already ready for May 13th May. and May, May 20th. So there you Love go. Love it. Love it. How, how amazing is that? So yeah, we're going to dig into the prelims today. Uh, five fight uh, prelims. And then uh, tomorrow as per usual, uh, if you're a long-term long time listener, you will know the drill. Tomorrow is all about the main card. It's all about locks, dogs, props and our big parlay which is gonna hit um this week speaking of parlays speaking of transitions shady rays has a parlay of the day contest going on right now we're running a special parlay of the day contest for people who have bought their shades from shadyrays.com using the promo code sgpn each day of the nfl draft the sports gambling podcast will release a shady rays parlay of the day if the parlay hits the cash will be awarded to one lucky listener go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady to start getting shady i think most of our listeners are shady wouldn't you say i yeah there's a good chance we do (laughs) i'm gonna let me tell you about shady rays while we're at it our friends at shady rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades customizable snow goggles and much more shady rays is independent sunglasses company that offer a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures we all love that that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. That means if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, you stupid klutz. No, that part's not. They didn't say that part. I'm adding that part, you stupid klutz. No question, Bass. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. Maybe you're not a klutz. Maybe someone just punched you in the face because you're a jerk, right? And broke your Shady Rays. I, I mean, wonder that's... Oh, that's a possibility. You, you're looking for my input? Possibility. <laughs> distinct possibility. Yes, I was looking for your input. Distinct possibility. This is not part of the ad copy. I'm ad-libbing people. All right, this, I'm back to the ad copy now. With Shady Rays, you, ha- you can look good and feel good. They, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. So they're a wonderful company, obviously. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. Did it sound sarcastic when I said they're a great company? Because I meant it. No, I think, no. I mean, I think everything I always you, sounds sarcastic. Yeah, yeah I was going to say everything you say I know, sounds that's like why it comes I'm worried about it. Like sometimes no. even when you're flattering me, it sounds sarcastic. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Bad example, but yes, true. All right. Let's dive into it. Song versus Simon with an accent. The accent, not accent, goo. I can't remember what that accent's called from French, but he's not French. It's going down April 29th. That would be Saturday. It's going down from the UFC Apex in Enterprise, Nevada, um, which is a fancy way of saying it's a, a suburb of or outskirts of Las Vegas. Um, when are we starting this here thing? Let me see. 4.30 is the new start. Oh, beautiful. 4.30 main card, Eastern on E... Uh, not main card, excuse me. Prelims, 4.30 Eastern, ESPN2 or ESPN+. Plus. You you pick your poison. Or TSN if you're up here in Canada. All right, we're starting with women's bantamweights. 
should we really break this down? It's not going to happen. Haley Cowan, Jamie Lynn, <laughs> I mean, Jamie it, Lynn. It Hoare. doesn't seem like Haley Cowan is ever going to fight, does it? <laughs> this isn't going to happen. Uh, okay, maybe it'll happen. If, in case it does, like this Gaskell's is our third Haley Cowan fight we've broken it down, is. and that's if you don't count Contender Series. Yep. And she yep. has has only fought on the Contender Series. <laughs> Wasn't always her fault. Um, some one time it was her insides' fault, and one um, time it was uh, Tamira's Vidal's fault. Right. And okay, yeah, and this is the third time. We'll see. She's fighting a Canadian though. Oh boy, and she a Canadian who was on the Top Turtle MMA podcast this week. So I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. Let's tell you about. All hail Haley Cowan first. The it girl should be her nickname. Um, she's seven and two, two knockouts, two submissions. She's been submitted twice. So that seems to be the Achilles heel at this point for her. This is her debut once again in the, or her attempted debut in the UFC. One no contender series as my voice cracks. She's won two straight fights. One no Invicta used to fight at flyweight. This is at Bantamweight. Uh, she out. Oh, Struck her opponent on contender series by about half a strike a minute. 0.46 is her strike differential. Uh, she's an inch taller than Horth and two years younger. Plus 125 was the most recent number. I got numbers are really moving on this card from when I, what, yesterday or two days ago was when I did the original research. And then I went back today to update the odds and things are moving. Not in the good way a lot of times too. Yeah, they've been bouncing around. Yeah. Uh, and I think some of it's because there's just unfamiliarity with some of the fighters. True, true. Like this one I'm going to break down right here. Jamie Lynn Horth. Dan knows who she is, of course. Uh, she is 5-0, and oh, three knockouts, two submissions. So she's finished everyone. This is her UFC debut on short notice. A uh, little less than a month uh, notice. Uh, she has not fought since December of 2021. Uh, she mentions on Dan's, when Dan inter interviews her on Top Turtle, how the various reasons why she's having trouble finding fights. Uh, she is the LFA champ, or I guess she has to relinquish her title now, but she is going into this fight. Uh, she was the LFA champion. She also was a regional champion. Usually she fights at 125. This one's at 135. And she's at minus 142. There's one of those weird lines for you. I love, ahead, when, I love when yep. you give me those ones. Hey, um, I, whatever is the best odds on best fight odds, I, I give you people. So Yeah, and I, I'll say this. So, um you know, when, when this fight opened, she was a dog. You, you could have gotten her at like plus 130 uh, or, or even a little higher than that, I think, to start. Um, she's been bet all the way up into being a pretty sizable favorite. And, and I'll tell you what, I, I think the smart money is on Hort still, even at negative really? 140. Um, why. It, it's because like if you look at Haley Cowan, and, and I think I said this when we broke her down the other two times and when we broke her out down on Contender Series, is... She, she uses a lot of muscle and a lot of strength in what she does for her takedowns. Like if you look at the difference between these two women, when they're holding people against the cage, because both of them like to do that, right? Like both of them like to hold women against the cage, throw knees to the body, work over the legs, stuff like that. But if you look at the way that, that Jamie Lynn Horth does it, you know, there, there's a clear intention of getting two underhooks or at least taking one underhook. Her forehead is smashing against the other girl's chin and That's turning nice. her uh, it's perfect it's exactly what you want to do when you're shooting a takedown um and what you want to do to keep them pinned while you're looking for underhooks and looking for a double leg and she does try to work down to the hips and work to a double leg whereas if you look at cowan and especially in that contender series fight against claudia liette she, she had she had both underhooks she didn't have to dig for him anymore and she did that weird thing that you see sometimes like sloppy light heavyweights do where they like 
they just put like both of the underhooks way up over their opponent's head, almost like they're trying to put them in a full Nelson from the front. And like, there's no reasonable takedown from there. There, There's no reasonable way to strike from there. There's no reasonable way to break from there. It's just like, it's like the easiest way to hold somebody in a spot. And that's really what like you'll notice about what Haley Cowan does. It's she's just like, she's happy to be in a position that's dominant and Horth is constantly working. And the other thing you'll notice too about Horth is she hits really hard. You know, like you, you mentioned, you know, she, all, all of her wins are finishes, every yeah. single one of them. Um, and it's because she hits like a truck. She throws a mean, like wide right hook. Um, I, I don't really love how she like dips her head into it, but like she, she throws a really nice hook. She backs people up. And I, I've seen Haley Cowan's chin look bad. You know, you mentioned she's lost both by submission, but both of those fights she was tagged and then submitted. Kelly Clayton who, by the way, Kelly Clayton, two and two in her pro career, uh, threw a mean right hand, absolutely wobbled uh, Haley Cowan. Haley Cowan shot a dumb takedown, got guillotine choked, uh, and like badly guillotine choked. And if if Kelly Clayton at two and two with a loss to Serena DeJesus can do that to her, Jamie Lynn Horth is definitely going to be able to do that. So, yeah, like I, I think Jamie Lynn Horth, stronger, longer, better in the clinch, better finishing ability. Why wouldn't you like her at negative 142? So that's a lot of info on Jamie Lynn Horth for you. I, I will tell you why I don't like her at that number. Short notice debut hasn't fought in a year and a half. I'm going, I'm going with my stats. Give me Cowan uh, at the, at the dog money. Yeah. I don't, here's the thing though. Cowan hasn't if fought. She in, shows up. Yeah. First of all, she hasn't fought in eight months and has had health issues. Yeah, Like that's, true. That, that's not a, not that we have a whole bunch of stats on what happens when uh, they have, I don't want to talk about her her feminine blown issues, up but ovary. Like, yeah, ovary exploded or something, right? Ugh. Ovarian cyst or something like that. It was yeah, something ovarian bad. Cyst, yes, yes, yeah, yes. it was something bad that I feel like I'm not qualified to talk about. Um, but like we don't have the stats on uh, that particular injury. No. Um, so yeah, no, who knows? Um, but yeah, we, oh, well, we also don't have ovaries, right? So I I currently no, that's correct. <laughs> no, I'm all out. All right, uh, so we are. Well, see, I told you things are weird. Things are weird now in, in this universe of ours. I'm taking dogs. You're taking favorites. Well, you like I, it girls anyway. So <laughs> I do like the it girl, Haley Cowan. So hopefully this fight actually happens. Um, here's the this is as last minute as it gets. This fight just got made. What? Uh, about 430 Eastern on uh, Wednesday, right before yeah. we recorded. Yeah, yeah, right. Right before we got jumped on here. It is. Uh, originally it was Bantamweight's Brian Kelher during Newson. It is now 140 pounds, according to Typology. Is that, did you hear that as well? I did, yeah. It was so okay. that uh, McGee can make the, yep. the cut now. Catchweight fight. Journey Newson is still there. Brian Kelher, uh, hopefully he is uh, all right, but he's been replaced by Marcus McGee. Uh, let me tell you about Marcus the Maniac McGee. Uh, he's six and one with six knockouts. He's been submitted one time. This is a short notice UFC debut. So we got back to back people making the short notice debut. This is very much short notice, as I said. Uh, he's won two straight fights, both via knockout or TKO. He's a year younger than Newsom, three inches of reach on him, plus 184. Newsom, 10 and four with one no contest, three knockouts, three submissions. Been knocked out twice, one and three with one no contest in the UFC. The no contest was a win. But he tested positive for weed, which I don't think helps you in cage fights. But nonetheless, um, he really should be two and three because that's not illegal in MMA any longer. He's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. Uh, oh, one and one in boxing. 
He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.34 strikes per minute, minus 214. Uh, originally, I was not picking Newsom. Now I am picking Newsom because of my stats. This is very much short notice a debut. Uh, late replacements for people new to the party only win 36% of the time, and this is very much a short notice uh, fight. So give me Newsom. I don't, I'm probably going to shy away from taking him at minus 214 because I was going to pick against him originally, but um, he's my pick officially. So this is funny. We we could not be on different pages there today because I was going to take Newton against oh, really? Brian Keller. Yeah, and now and you're, I'm you're not going to take him. I'm not. Tell us about the maniac, Dan. So the, the here's it, this is more of a, a critique of Journey Newton because here's the thing about Journey Newton. Uh, Journey Newton, fun on his feet, right? Like very good striker. Has a little trouble with wrestling, but a very good striker. He throws kicks to the upper body. He likes to throw that left kick right underneath uh, his opponent's arm, like throws that to the higher part of the rib cage. And then he switches it up and throws it to the head too. Uh, he makes people miss a lot. When he does get taken down, he doesn't spend a whole bunch of time down. He's got really good cardio, uh, but he does telegraph his bigger shots. And when I was I was actually talking about this fight with Jay Perrin recently, uh, UFC fighter Ooh, Jay name Perrin. Name drop. Do you hear that, yeah, everybody? Name drop. Uh, I was on a different show with Jay Perrin for a bit. Um, you don't MMA. publicize any any of your appearances. You really? Oh no, yeah, I, I did an appearance for Access MMA. They they do a show with a fighter and a writer and a host, and uh, I was the the writer on, which is kind of kind of nice. But he, he, he was tell me about these things. You're so I, you I mean, to be better I'm, at that. Just, to... I'm just I'm just out there. Um, <laughs> Just keep an eye out. Um, no, but what Jay Perrin said about Journey Newsom, a guy who he's trained with, is he said Journey has to feel comfortable in his striking in order to win a fight. He's a really good striker. Sometimes he doesn't believe he's a really good striker. And the thing about him fighting Kelleher is Kelleher does not hang around. Like, if you faint on Kelleher, he backs up. If you throw a long telegraph shot, he does not jump in and try to counter you and try to get in your face. He backs away and he waits for his opening. And, like, that's cool for Brian Kelleher, but it would have been a really bad thing to do against Journey Newsom. And here's the thing about Marcus McGee. He won't do that. Marcus McGee loves to be in a firefight. He loves to be in your face. He plods a little bit too much for me. Like, he, he like, really, like, walks forward slowly sometimes. But, dude, once he's in your face, he just unloads and he hits so freaking hard. Um... I, I picked against him once and was correct. He lost to Rafael Du Massimento, um, who I'm a big fan of. And it was just because he got like out wrestled and out jujitsued. But like he himself has got decent wrestling. So as long as he's not up against the guy who wants to wrestle him or wants to use his jujitsu, which in this case, Journey Newson does not want to do those things. I actually think McGee might have an advantage there too. So the fact that he's coming in on short notice, sure, does it worry me? But the fact that I'm getting almost two to one money on him, I, I think it's definitely worth the play. Catchweight could help too. I think catchweight could help. And he's also he's an MMA lab dude. He was probably in shape the whole damn time. Good point. Now this is this is for MMA nerds. You hear uh, how long have we have we been recording, Dan? Approximately today. It looks like about twenty minutes. See this. See uh, most of that was spent talking about Jimmy Lynn Horth and Marcus <laughs> Mc, Marcus McGee. Cause, cause Wait Dan until knows. I start talking about Arena Alexiva. <laughs> oh, oh, that's next. After I tell you about our, our our last couple sponsors, but yeah, Gumby knows his stuff. He may not be good at picking fights sometimes, but he knows his stuff. 
Was that sarcasm? I don't know, Dan. I, I Yeah, I, I never know with your voice. <laughs> Underdog Fantasy. This is not sarcasm. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. What better way to get down on some player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. It's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. If that's not enough, we also have an NFL drafts props contest going on in-house here. Part of SGPN's draft week, SGPN is holding a free NFL draft props contest exclusively for members of our Discord. It's completely free to join, and the winner gets $250 cash, maybe out of Dan's pay. I'm not sure about that. And $50 SGPN gift card so you can get yourself a multiple regional championship fighter shirt. Uh, just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. All right. Did somebody say Irina Alexeva? Yes, Dan did. Look We're at, talk look about at right you now. with your pronunciations. I know my Russian. Irina Alexeva versus Stephanie Egger. Women's bantamweight fight. Yet another newcomer is coming in. Alexeva is the Russian Ronda. She's four and one, one knockout, one submission. Oh, she didn't quit after her one loss, so she really isn't the Russian Ronda, then, is she? Ronda fought, Ronda lost twice. I know, <laughs> she, I know, but mentally she'd quit. Um, Alexeva has never been finishing a fight. This is her UFC debut. She did win her last fight after losing the one before that. She's one and zero in Bellator. Used to fight at featherweight. She's a judo champion, which you better be if your name is Russian Ronda or Judo Jim. Um, also, is a Sambo champion, two inch tight. Two years younger than Egger, plus 250. Stephanie Egger, eight and three, three knockouts, four submissions. She's been submitted once. Three and two in the UFC. She's won three of her last four, last one via submission. Used to fight at Featherweight as well. Owen won an Evicta, also is a ju- judo champion and a BJJ champion. Two inches of reach on Alexeva, minus 275. Over to you. I'm going to go with Egger here. Um, originally, I was like intrigued. I was like, ooh, this, this, uh, we got a Russian coming in here. Um, that I don't know a terrible about a lot about, you know, she's fought one time for Bellator. I didn't see that fight. I had to go back and watch it. And then I went back and watched her RCC fight too, uh, which I don't know what RCC stands for, but Russian uh, combat, combat championships, well, championship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good. That'll work. Yeah. Um, so I, I went and watched it and she's just like, she's kind of a messy brawler. Uh, she seems really easy to leg kick. When, when she does get into the pocket, she just kind of sits there and waits until you're done throwing and, and lets you hit her. Um, when she's on the mat, like, it, it's clear she wants to be the Russian Ronda because she just goes for anything from any angle. But doesn't really seem to, like, like, she goes for low percentage shit, um, which, like... Yeah, you know, like to an extent, I like the aggression and I like the fact that she's going for it. But at the same time, like, like if it's not there, it's not there. And you're like wasting your time, especially if you're on the bottom. And sometimes she's on the bottom. And I actually think she's going to have trouble with being on the bottom here, too, because with Egger, Egger also has like kind of a judo background, right? Like she comes from a judo background. Yeah, and, judo uh, champion. Right. And, and like she she dealt with the pressure of Aileen Perez really well. Um, and I think Aileen Perez, believe it or not, is actually a little bit more technical than what I've seen out of Alex Eva. I am one a little... of the greatest fighters ever, I heard. She is. Did, did yeah, you see she's got she a says. fight coming up, too? Does she have another fight? Oh, come oh, yes, on. I did see that. How could you not be excited? Um, I'll pull up the details. I can't details remember who she's fighting, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull up the details. Or I'll the intern pull up the details in a second. Um, no, but, like, so, like, I, I think she's more technical. I think she's going to deal with that pressure fine. If she does get on top, I think... 
Alex Eva's going to spend so much time looking for a submission, she won't actually get up. Oh, she's fighting Ashley Evan Smith, who, oh, by the right, way, she's coming back. I thought she was fired so long ago. Um, yeah. yeah, but anyway, um, she has not won a fight in in over a year. So, um, and and not not in a good way. Um, so yeah, I, I uh, I'm going to take. Stephanie Egger here. I think she deals with the pressure well enough. And uh, I, I bet she just wears out this Alex Eva too. Yeah, I'm taking Egger too. I, I like her as a fighter. She had a good run there. And then who did she, she took a short notice fight, right? And she, lost. Looks, she looked so bad against yeah. Myra Buena Silva. Right. But I the thing I is, short is notice that, for it too. Well, and the other thing is too, is Myra Buena Silva has looked really good since then too, right? Like she beat the yeah. hell out of Yanam Wu. Uh, she beat Stephanie Yeager then, and then she tapped out Lena Landsberg. So like, since coming up to Bantamweight, and, and now she's fighting Misha Tate. Since right, coming yeah. up to Bantamweight, I don't think Myra Buena Silva is anything to like shake a stick at. So nope. uh, yeah, I'll take I'll take Yeager here. Yep, both taking Yeager. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mo- let's move on to flyweights, male flyweights. Cody Durden, Charles Johnson. Durden, 14-4-1, six knockouts, five submissions. He's been submitted three times, 3-2-1 in the UFC. He's won two straight and three of four. Used to fight at Bantamweight, was a regional champion. He's one of those weird guys. Well, like that could be a hard stop there, but he's also one of those weird guys <laughs> with a uh, strike differential of 0.0. Somehow Love he's been it. hit exactly the same amount as he's hit other people, which seems to happen more often than, than uh, you'd think um, since I started tracking that. He's got better grappling stats than Johnson, plus 132. Inner G, one of our favorite nicknames, right? Absolutely. And he one of Dan's favorite uh, guests on Top Turtle MMA podcast. So it's Inner, I-N-N-E-R-G. Um, you have to, we, we don't want to go through why it's that again, but listen to Top Turtle if you want to hear it. He's 13-4, six knockouts, three submissions, never been finishing a fight. Two and two in the UFC. He's got a loss, win-win, loss. That is his pattern. He was the LFA champion before this. Used to fight at Bantamweight. Was a pro boxer as well. Two inches taller than Durden. Three inches of reach on him. He's got better striking stats. And he's more active landing strikes. Uh, he has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.71 strikes per minute. He's at minus 140. Give me the wonderful man that is Cody Durden in this as the underdog. Wrestling and grappling is the name of the game here. And Dan could probably go more in depth on that. Yeah, I, I think his wrestling is phenomenal. I think it's super underrated. Like, e- even go back to that fight with Chris Gutierrez. And, like, he went up on short notice to fight Chris Gutierrez at Bantamweight. And, and he drew with him. Um, yep. Which, like, you know, hey, hey, Chris Gutierrez has made a run through this division. Pedro Munoz loss aside. Like, this is a guy who knocked out Frankie Edgar and Bacarel Dana and, and Andre Ewell. And, I mean, he beat Vince Morales. And, like, the only blemish up until Pedro Munoz was... A draw to Cody Durden, and Cody Durden took him down a bunch of times. Um, now, granted, Cody Durden shot a ton of takedowns and uh, wound up, you know, not scoring too, too many of those. But, like, Durden's wrestling is just, like, very good. And we're talking about uh, – I'm just personally fading Johnson because the thing is, is, like, he's coming off of a loss where he got out-wrestled a bit by Ode Osborne. Now, Ode Osborne, good high school wrestler, not a not an unbelievable uh, MMA wrestler. Definitely worse than Cody Durden when it comes to wrestling. He's coming off of a loss to to uh, Ode, and he's, like, just jumping right back at it. Like, this dude fought two months ago, um, and, and he just was like, I need to get that loss back right away. And I know that that mentality might be, you know, like, a good one to have, or, you know, like, I'm glad he wants to get back in there and he's not afraid to. But also, like, how about taking some time to work on some stuff, Charles? Because, like, 
I really do think like working on his takedown defense or wondering why he lost that fight rather than just like blaming the judges for a bad split decision and jumping right back in there would have been the right move. I think the wrestling of Durden plays here. I think he gets as many takedowns as he wants. Uh, probably wins round one and two and, and takes this fight here. Um, what's energy's hair going to look like? Oh, definitely the skullet is back. Yeah, the skullet or, or the ducktail at the very least. Yeah, Durden, Drew Gutierrez lost a Mokayev, so uh, oh, and lost a flick too. I he guess, lost so. a flick, but that was by like a weird flying no triangle, and, and like it was to a weird flying triangle after like yeah. he was getting his hands going, um, yeah. and it was just in like a tie-up. But like, yeah, apart from that, like it, if you look at his record, like the Keeling Iori fight was good. I mean, he sent he just, him back somewhere too after he beat him. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna talk about that. Uh, <laughs> we aren't. He he knocked out JP Bays, and and then he just like absolutely grappled the hell out of Carlos Moda, which was a you know a real feather in his cap. So uh, yeah, no, I, I I think he's the real deal. All right, we're jumping from the lighter lightest weight um, man to the heaviest boys. We're up to our favorite uh, weight class, the chunky guys. This is technically the prelim main event now too. It is, oh yes. I always like to say it. it's the main event of the prelims. Uh, Martin Boudet versus Jake Collier. Chunky guys. This is <laughs> chunky guys uh, all over it. Um, let's tell you about baddies first baddies Boudet 11 and one with seven knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight Two and all in the UFC one and all in contender series is all part of a 10 fight winning streak. He's not lost since October of 2017. Oh, the good old days. The Halcyon days. Uh, used to be a regional champion. One inch of height over Collier, three years younger. He has been outstruck over his UFC career by point two and his uh, contender series career by 0.29 strikes per minute, but that hasn't stopped him from winning all of those fights. He is, this one's pretty much a pick him on the board. Here's a, here's another fun line. Minus 106. I'll allow right. it. I'll allow <laughs> it. Collier is the pro- prototype. I don't think we've figured out what he's a prototype for have we his old body was a prototype <laughs> now i don't know um we'll try not to be rude he's 13 and 8 five knockouts four submissions been knocked out four times submitted once five and seven in the ufc he's lost two straight fights he's won one of his last four what lost his last fight via tko um used to fight at middleweight and light heavyweight that's what dan was talking about his other um his other body his body's kind of uh changed over the years uh was a regional champion 2010 was his pro mma debut he's got inch reach on boudet he's more active landing strikes he also has better grappling stats he's outstruck his ufc opponents over his 12 fights uh by 0.93 strikes per minute so that's impressive um he's minus 110 and it's over to you i'm taking boudet um obviously we are not picking jake collier in a well, well, and, and here's the thing is like, I actually think if you, if you're looking at, you're going to look at round one here, this might be a great live bet spot for those of you who are, you know, I know the DJs in the discord have got a lot of live bet spots that they like. I, I actually think Jake Collier might wind up looking a lot better in round one. Uh, because first of all, I, I think his boxing's just like a little crisper than, than Boudet. But as we saw with that Chris Barnett fight, like, he just had no gas tank after throwing a little bit. And the other thing is, too, is Boudet hits way harder. So, like, you know, Collier's got some, like, nice boxing. But Boudet throws that, like, he throws, like, a weird rush three-hook combo. It kind of looks like he wants to be Vidor Belfort back when Vidor Belfort was, like, all jacked up on roids and 21 years old. Um, only he's, like, not jacked up on roids 21 years old or as fast as Vidor Belfort. But he throws that same combination and it's got a lot of power behind it, uh, especially for, 
you know, a, a heavyweight who's seemingly off balance. And I think that'll work here. And it'll also just like look better if this goes to the judges scorecards, which I think is a real possibility. Um, Jake Collier's only wins recently are Chase Sherman uh, and Jean Volante. So like, <laughs> yeah. how do you get behind a guy who's that? Those are his wins. Uh, I, I just can't, you know, Carlos Felipe outstruck him. Uh, Andre Arlovsky outstruck him. Chris Barnett finished him. Yeah. Give me Martin Boudet here. He might beat those two people in a physique contest too. Possibly. He's close to, yeah, maybe. Uh, all right. Um, you have Volante took the same approach as he did with his body and uh, went up a few weight classes. All right. Let's uh, recap. We both have Boudet. That's a good line for him, right? Well, he's his heavyweight, so who knows? Yeah. Who and really like knows? I said, I don't even think he's a better striker. So, like, yeah. before you get all jacked up and are like, <laughs> hell yeah, minus 106 on Martin yeah. Boudet. Like, remember, we're watching. High cholesterol, low-level MMA. Yeah, at least he hasn't get knocked out, or hasn't at least yet. Um, we both have Durden as the underdog. Uh, fingers crossed there. We both have Egger as a very big favorite. Uh, Dan has McGee as a very big dog. I have Newsom as a pretty big favorite. And then I have Cowan as a dog, and he has Horth as a favorite. So we, we're flipping back and forth there. All right, that's it. Prelims in the books. We'll be back tomorrow. Before then, or until then. Uh, make sure you're in our Discord if you aren't in there already. It's lots of fun, lots of good people, uh, lots of shady people, right? Um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord, Twitter, SGPN MMA, or Jeff Fox Writer. Actually, not or, and Jeff Fox Writer and Gumby Vreeland. Listen to his Top Turtle podcast. Told you about it already. This week, he interviews, let me think, Kyle, Kai Bohio. Very good interview with him and Jamie Lynn Horth. So make sure you listen to that. Read all their stuff at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and you can subscribe to my MMA newsletter, enter my picking contest, all that fun stuff at moneymma.substack.com. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. I bid you farewell. Uh, the Maniac, Jeff Fox, I'll be back tomorrow. The Russian Ronda, Gumby Vreeland will be as well. Bye-bye. 